Alright, welcome back to the uh, the Sun Devil Hoops podcast here. Um, I'm Avery, I got Caleb with me, and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk some uh, ASU basketball here. It's a, it was a pretty good weekend, wouldn't you think, Caleb? Yeah, um, I, it, it was a great weekend. Um, getting a win in Tucson was huge, it was a great game. Um, I mean, honestly, just everything about it was just exciting. It was just a really exciting weekend for the Devils. Yeah, you know, um, if you guys didn't know, um, if you're not listening to this podcast, which you should be, but um, yeah, so ASU went down to the, the school down south um, and played uh, Arizona uh, on Saturday. Um, it was it was a, it was a win. Let me check the uh, the score here. I believe it was 72-64. So a, a pretty solid uh, kind of margin of victory there. It made the last couple minutes a little bit easier uh, to watch, uh, but. Um, yeah, overall, you know, pretty good weekend. Uh, you know, and you were saying that the Suns won too, so yep. pretty good time to be a, a Phoenix resident here. Uh, kind of, we'll just kind of like go over the the game here, Caleb. What were your kind of key kind of short little takeaways from it? Um, one thing that I noticed from the jump was that Remy was being aggressive. Remy was coming up with all the big plays in the first half. You saw Dort made some big shots. Then when he sat, uh, ASU kind of got behind. They're having a hard time scoring. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right away, Remy makes a big shot, or he would make a big pass, leading to an easy basket, or he would, uh, or he would uh, force a turnover, hustle for a loose ball. It seemed every time they needed a play, um, that Remy was the one to come up with it. Uh, I felt like he was really big in the game. Um, that was like one of the first things that I noticed uh, Remy just doing Remy things all game yeah that's what I that's what I have written down here was that like this guy like when he like when other guys fall down and stuff and you know aren't playing their best uh, best game it's like this guy like wills the team the victory there's been so many games this season I feel like where it's just like you know they're, they're down you know they're in a, in a hostile environment and it's just like all right like who, who's up? Who's gonna win this game for us? And it always seems that Remy's the guy, you know. And that that kind of cl- it's almost famous now. That little kind of pull up shot he has from the free throw line. Yeah. That I mean, it's like unguardable. I mean, as quick as he is, and then yeah, I mean, he pulls that trigger so fast. It's uh, he had a couple of those in this game, and it was you know, was, without him for sure, like it would have been a different result out there. But um, kind of for me, um, you know, kind of first watching the game, you know. And I know we said this the last time was you know Tucson's no easy place to play and they for sure brought the crowd and it was it was loud and you know and I I think this is kind of a result of that was I just think that there was way too many turnovers um, very very undisciplined at least for surely in the first half in my opinion um, just just stupid fouls being committed non-shooting fouls which I think um, could definitely be cleaned up. And, uh, but again, I think that's all kind of a, a result of playing in that um, kind of tough place. And, you know, I know the first half was, it seemed a lot louder than it was in the second half. And so, you know, they had to kind of get used to it. But um, I think they did pretty good. I know by the time halftime happened, it was 33-33. So that's really all you could ask for is to, you know, uh, finish the first half to the same you know margin as you started the game you know just tied up especially in a, in a on a, a road game so I, I give them that yeah I think it had a lot of the same vibes that their first matchup had as far as the first half goes where there were a lot of sloppy turnovers and 
Um, they gave uh, they gave up a few too many wide open threes to that guy Luther. He got yeah. hot early and luckily he cooled off uh, later did. in the game. But um, yeah, it definitely had a lot of the same vibes where good defense is being played and then they'd foul with a few seconds left uh, on the shot clock yes. or they'd give up a wide open three with like five seconds on the shot clock. Uh, just um, they they play good defense for a good 25 seconds and then have some kind of error or they give up an offensive rebound or they uh, give up an easy turnover. It it, uh, it was kind of sloppy, but uh, I felt like they really brought it together in the second half and made big plays when they needed to make big plays. I think they cleaned it up a little bit more on defense and mm -hmm. um, that was that that was pretty huge. Uh, late in the game, it seemed like they were making the right plays uh, and Arizona just couldn't hang with them. They weren't good enough to hang with them at that point. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's exactly, it seemed like, you know, there's not many times we get to say Arizona looks like the worst, worser basketball team on the court, yeah. but um, this season definitely was. Uh, you know, it just seemed like ASU had better athletes out there and was just playing a better kind of, better type of basketball. And especially in that second half, um, you know, coming out of halftime, you know, they built up that lead a little bit and, you know, they were holding it. And then I think with like about I think back, trying to think back to this game, I think around like the, the 14, it might've been the 12 minute mark. Uh, you know, ASU's just going going on this run. And, you know, I think they get up to, I think it was eight points to get up to a lead. And, you know, Sean Miller called a timeout, like all you know, good coach would. And this was where Arizona kind of striked back. And, you know, they got it down to the point with just under eight minutes to play. They, they um, I think Col Coleman hit a three, their, their point guard. And um, they, they took the lead lead by one and you know the crowd was suddenly back into it and, and I was just like oh boy like here we go again like this someone's gonna have to step up and guess who it was coming down the court and I think this was really the the kind of the turning point in why the Devils won was after that three was hit you know Remy went down the went down the court and kind of pulled up from maybe seven feet you know right there in the paint and did this little jump, jumping floater shot, and it went in, got the lead back, kind of quiet, quieted the crowd, and they never, never were behind again, and kind of took it all the way to the finish. Yeah, yeah, Remy uh, came up big, made some crazy shots, and then another, uh, another player that I felt really stepped up. Um, Rob Edwards had a rough game. Yeah, didn't get we'll too many shots that. off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Tayshawn Cherry obviously was not playing, but yep. Kamani Lawrence played a great game. Yeah, can it, we just give like Kamani a round of applause here? Like, yeah, seriously, it, it was probably, um, uh, as far as all the games I've seen, I think it's the best all-around game I've seen from him. Uh, absolutely. He, uh, he seemed to make all the right plays uh, on offense. He took smart shots. He was being aggressive, but still taking smart shots. He had that Duncan transition, which was incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good. I was just blown away when that happened. I mean, it, it, and you said this, you know, it seemed like he was too far away from the basket to like do that. But it's like, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was going Holy full crap. speed, and from where he caught it, I was like, there's no there's way no he way. can elevate, he can gather himself elevate and dunk it, and he did it. It was incredible. Yeah, you know, I think I think this was, I hope it's the game where this finally kind of breaks him out of this shell. You know, out of high school, he was this really high-touted four-star recruit coming in, and I think everybody, there was a lot of hype around him last year, and, you know, he, he had that stress fracture in his foot, which 
Last year kept him out of the non-conference schedule and he never was able to get into a good rhythm in, in conference play. And so I think this year, you know, um, starting the season, he had the, the starting, you know, starting spot and the starting five and he lost it to Rob Edwards once Rob Edwards mm -hmm. came back and um, was able to get off his back injury. And it just seems like, I don't know, sometimes he's just a little, just he doesn't seem like to have a lot of confidence and this game it, it looked different it looked like a different Kamani Lawrence out there and it was awesome like it was really cool to see yeah there was, I remember there was a shot he hit and then a uh, like the play after down the court uh, that he that he pulled up for a shot or something it was a shot that I usually don't see him taking he might pull up and pump fake and dish it back out or uh, just dribble in and then stand there and pivot around before he passes it back out to someone but um, he was he was just going for it. He yeah. uh, he he seemed like he, he was feeling it, and um, it was really good to see. It was really good to see that confidence and aggression from him on offense, and I think it paid off big. Yeah. So kind of moving on, I kind of want to talk about you know kind of individual performances here um, down the the lineup for the Devils, and you know I want to I want to start with Rob Edwards, and you, I think everybody that kind of knows this this Devil team. It's it's either this this team either plays like really well or they play like really bad. You know the, they have the performances to be Kansas and performances like this to be Arizona, and then they go and you know they lose to like Princeton and Washington State, yeah. and you can't really ever really figure them out. And I think Rob Edwards is kind of like a little bit of a metaphor with that. It's like mm -hmm. he's either you know draining threes and, and killing Kansas from from the outside. Or he's in this game. I mean, he went. I have the I have the stats here. He went 0 for 5, 0 for 2 from the three-point line. He only played 18 minutes. He only had two fouls, so it wasn't like he was in foul trouble. Yeah. It you know, and I think this was a little bit of who he was up uh, being guarded against. Um, you know, the entire game, he just couldn't it couldn't seem to get an open shot. But like, I was just waiting for Rob to like, all right. When's Robbie gonna get in this game? Like, when's he gonna like take it over? Because once he does, this game's over. Like, they're not they're not losing this one, and it just it just never happened. And I think I'm, it's a little worrisome for me. It's this guy's either like ice cold or like super hot. There's never that like just kind of in in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Arizona knows that he is that way. Uh, Sean Miller, I think, had his team ready to make sure that he was not going to get hot in this game because. Um, I mean, down the stretch, yeah, he could kill any team if he's if he's feeling it. So I think they probably came in with a pretty good game plan. It seemed he wasn't able to get shots off early. Then he kind of forced one or two, and after those misses on that in that crowd in that environment, I think it got to his head. And uh, I mean, yeah, hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully he can flip it around by next game. But it definitely uh, is. You you can see the correlation between uh, Arizona State's up and down play, his up and down play. You kind of see a lot of that from game to game. Just sometimes he's hot, and sometimes ASU's on fire, and they look like yeah. one of the best teams, uh, one of the best teams on the court. Then other nights they are incredibly flat, and just seem they can't find any rhythm. Um, that was the case with him uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and you know, kind of moving on here. You know, we got Lou. Please don't shoot that three door. <laughs> Uh, you know, but, and this has happened in other games that, you know, the first couple kind of go down, you know, he, he, the first one he shot was at like, he was in rhythm, he got his feet set and it, and it wasn't like one of those shots that hit the rafters. Yeah. It was like actually kind of like a good looking arcing shot at one end. And of course, then he got teed up, uh, <laughs> talking, <Yeah. laughs> talking crap and everything. 
But, um, and then, you know, he makes the next one. And then all of a sudden, it's like, he's like, oh, I can make every three, which Lou, if you're, if you ever listen to this, you cannot make every three. I just want you to know that. And then, of course, now he's just firing up like three after three after three. And it's just, Lou, what are you doing? So it's like, no, you're a driver. You're not a shooter. Like, I understand your shot could, is okay, but we have shooters on the team. Let them shoot the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, when you're a player like Lou, it's good to get a, a couple threes down. And yeah, his three point shot. Uh, it's, know, it's improving, improved. yeah. yeah. It's it's from the <laughs> beginning of the season to now, it's so much better, but still. But yeah, it's like when you get those threes, the defense has to respect your shot, but that makes it that much easier to drive in and make a play inside. <laughs> but it seemed like he uh, he thought he was just feeling it from out there, and he kept forcing shots. Uh, so first half, his offense was huge. Second half, yeah. uh, he definitely wasn't making it the right plays uh, right. for the most part. But and that's kind of when Remy kind of and, and kind of took it over. Yeah. Was that once once that you know Lou's shot wasn't going down? I think Remy knew like, oh boy, yeah, it's gonna have to be me again here because you know if Rob not making anything and and Dor kind of not I mean he was sidelined for a while, but and this is a testament testament to you, Lou. Is you know I know you pick up your third foul with 4:30 left in in the first half and. I when I saw that I was like, oh boy, like you know you're playing really well and you're gonna have to go sit on the bench and. He came back in with like 18 and a half minutes in the second half. Didn't pick up another foul the yeah. entire rest of the game. That's awesome. That yeah. is, you know, that's just how it needs to be all the time, I think, for a lot of these players. But yeah, I mean, that's good. And, and moving forward, um, you know, one thing I want to touch on here is what, you know, um, not having Tayshawn Cherry and still winning. Got to be happy about that. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and that's uh, again like not having Cherry. I think it's just uh, when you're when you're down one, someone's got to step up. Yeah. You're down Cherry. Rob wasn't making shots, but Remy and uh, Kamani both made huge plays. Um, and then Dort, you know, early he was making some yeah, shots. Yeah, he was doing so. it. And, you know, he was there in the second half, just you know, chucking up that three ball again and f making me happy. Um, let's see here. Keep moving forward. You know, another thing, another guy I kind of want to touch on, Elias Faltonen. Um, didn't score, but, um, you know, it seemed to be a little bit more comfortable out on the floor. You know, I like, I like the nickname. I have his nickname down here as, let's see, Elias A-plus passer Valtonen, because the minute he gets the ball, he's just, whoop, passing it to somebody else. Yeah. But, um, you know, I kind of wanted to touch on, you know, he had a... Late in the first half, he had a he had a really good um he he, he took a charge and then he blocked um a fast break uh, layup uh, as the as the buzzer hit. So you know good for you know good for Elias. Hopefully you feel a little bit more comfortable with that ball in your hand. But um yeah overall you know you know I was thinking this the entire game was it just didn't seem like eight you know the devil shooters just weren't there. It seemed like and you know not having Tayshawn Cherry and Rob Edwards you know, just not, not hitting stuff. And, you know, Lou Dort being in foul trouble, it was just like, all right, what, like they were still keeping up with Arizona. I'm like, all right, when's it gonna hit like that kind of speed bump where, where, and it never did. I mean, Remy just took it over and it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. Yeah, it seemed like almost the reverse had happened where at first it seemed Arizona State wasn't catching many breaks. Then the second half, uh, Arizona had uh, two guys getting foul trouble. And I think both ended up fouling out. One of them fouled yeah. out with a lot of time left to play. Yeah. And that was that was pretty big uh, for Arizona State to have a couple of their players 
um, pick up some fouls like that because it wasn't looking too good for Arizona State in the first half uh, yeah. in that regard. But um, yeah, you know, a win's a win, and I think it was a pretty damn good looking win. A great way to cap off the season, you know, the regular season. 21 and 9, you know, 12 and 6 in, in league play. You know, it, kind of moving on now in, in the kind of just general takeaways here, moving away from the game. I think, uh, I think a lot of people have been, I, I, I don't want to say disappointed in this season, but I think because after last season, you know, I don't think what, what we did was supposed to happen. You know, you know, knocking off Kansas, becoming number three in the nation there for a little bit. That, you know, we just kind of caught fire or caught lightning in a bottle. Mm. And, you know, and uh, Bobby, Bobby Hurley has said himself that last year was a year um, ahead of expectation and stuff. And, you know, it wasn't supposed, it was, this year was supposed to be the year we finally start making some noise. And I think having that good year last year has really heightened the, what people think should happen with this team and I think a lot of people are disappointed in, in like the results so far this season but one thing I kind of want to point out here is Devils last year were 8 and 10 in conference play mm -hmm. 12 and 6 this year and I know the Pac-12 is down but still having four more wins like that I think this team is I think this is a much better feeling season than last year and it's not over yet yeah, on top of that, they could make the tournament uh, for the second season in a row, yeah. which is big. They beat University of Arizona twice, twice. before recruiting is big. Huge. If someone's trying to decide between University of Arizona and Arizona State, obviously you'd rather live in Tempe than Tucson. Hey, seriously, I don't know why you'd want to live in Tucson at all. <laughs> yeah, and then you might look at coaching, and there's a uh, recency bias as a thing if you're trying to pick a school, mm -hmm. and seeing that Arizona State beat University of Arizona yes. twice this year. And that hasn't, really happened. That hasn't happened since 2009, and yeah. just to point out how crazy that is, 2009 was the, this happened before Tiger Woods had that whole scandal. He was still on the top of the world and everything. That had all hadn't come out. So golf friends out there, that's how long ago not beating a, uh, Arizona twice in a season has happened. That's nuts. And so that's awesome for our school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, kind of moving forward here, I'm kind of looking at, you know, tournament expectations or I should say kind of projections uh, for, for March here. I just checked uh, Joe Lenardi's ESPN bracket. We're, we're right now at a 10 seed. So not even, I would still call that bubble land, but usually, you know, when you're on the bubble, you're just praying for an 11 seed and not having to go to Dayton, Ohio and play in the first four as a 12 seed. But to even move up to a, a 10 seed now, I think if you win like two games in Vegas coming up next week, I don't know, like nine, eight seed? You, you, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it feel I, it's definitely better than what it's felt all season so far. Our tournament expectations. Yeah. What do you think? No. Yeah. I. I, I agree. I think um, uh, right now they're in a good position to make the tournament. They're, mm -hmm. they're still pretty much on the bubble right now. Right. One win in the Pac-12 tournament um, locks it up. Locks it in. Two wins in the Pac-12 tournament. And now you're uh, getting more favorable matchups, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And win the Pac-12 tournament. <laughs> I oh, guess gosh. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> well, let's take it one game at a time here. All right, so moving on, kind of looking forward to our next game. Uh, that will be in Vegas. 
um, in the Pac-12 tournament. They got a bye. They'll play the, the winner, the seven-seeded UCLA or the 10 seed Stanford. What do you think, Caleb? Who would you rather have? Um, that's a that's a good question. It's uh, honestly, I would rather have UCLA. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I've seen Stanford play some incredible games uh, against some good teams this year. Uh, I think they had an overtime loss to Kansas earlier this year. They're capable mm -hmm. of playing really well They're in all, big and games. They, that's right. And you, they got the, the really good players. I know Akpala and Da Silva have gashed ASU um, this season. And I think they're just, a, I think they have better athletes. And I think they're just a little bit more dangerous than what UCLA is right now. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. They have really good athletes there. Um, that's what stood out to me. And the games that I've seen them play, they have really good athletes. And it's not that UCLA doesn't have good talents. Just no. They are a young, uh, yeah. experienced team. And yeah, you know, you know they still got an interim coach. Yeah. You know, and so they're kind of so you know all over the place. And yeah, I'd much rather face UCLA than Stanford. And the reason we're even talking about this was not only did ASU beat U of A the other day. But Oregon beat Washington in Seattle, which doesn't happen. You know, coming up in, into this game, the uh, the Huskies have been undefeated at home. You know, all they needed was one more for the first time. I, I can't remember if I'm going to butcher this since like 2012 or something. They've been undefeated at home. But um, and I'm in the reason I'm saying that was if Oregon would have lost that game, that Oregon would have been the seventh seed, and I just I don't even want to come clo close to Oregon right now. They're playing absolute fire basketball. They, they absolutely destroyed both ASU and U of A when we came to town last week. And then you go and you beat Washington, you're like, oh boy, that's... here's the team that was projected to win the Pac-12, I think finally kind of showing up. So I'm glad that they're the sixth seed and we don't have to face them until a couple later rounds. So, Pretty good Saturday night the other night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Oregon caught some tough breaks early in the year, but now it seems like yeah, they've, uh, things are kind of coming group. together. You've got a great coach there. I mean, they've oh, God, been competitive yeah. every year, and so it's the uh, same case right now. But they're uh, as hot as ever uh, at this point in time. So it's good we don't have to face them. <laughs> yeah. Away. Yeah. So I, I think we'll kind of wrap it up here. You know, just kind of wanted to to go over. I think kind of takeaways. Hell of a win against U of A. Not, not many times that we get to say that uh, we beat uh, U of A not only in Tucson, but twice in one year. And, you know, looking back on it, even a little bit farther, we beat them in football too. So, not a bad year for the Devils. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, and tournament expectations, we're getting a little bit more comfortably off the bubble. But again, I think there's still work to be done in Vegas. You know, let's just not stop it here and make us sweat a little bit more. And then, um, you know, kind of looking forward to the Pac-12 tournament. Glad Oregon's a sixth seed and not the seventh seed. And hoping that uh, UCLA beats Stanford on Wednesday. But, um, yeah, we'll kind of wrap it up there. Caleb, feeling good? Yeah, feeling great. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this week. Yeah. Really excited. Yeah, me too. This is like the best time of year in college basketball. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, please subscribe um, if you haven't already. You know, I think uh, this is only, again, our second episode doing this. I think we have a little bit of fun. And uh, yeah, just talking some uh, hoops, uh, some devil hoops basketball. So yeah, hope you all have a good day and uh, we'll, we'll catch you back here in a couple days before the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, forks up.